You're listening to the Down the Pub podcast, Canada's premier football show. Head to downthepub.ca to subscribe so you never miss an episode. Welcome to this episode of the Down the Pub podcast. We are joined by a Canadian icon, uh, Dwayne Rosario. Welcome to the show, man. Thank you so much for doing this. Thanks for having me on. Appreciate it. So, uh, first question I have for you, bud, is um, how does it feel to be named one of MLS's greatest 25? Uh, well, you know, it's a, it's a huge honor to be um, Canadian um, and to be a part of that list. Uh, you know, to be recognized amongst other legends and other players that I looked up to. Um, it's, a, it's a humbling feeling coming from an inner city community, metro housing um, in, in, in Scarborough. And to be a part of that list uh, as a Canadian, it's, it's a not only proud moment for me, but I, I would like to say proud moment for um, soccer in Canada. Oh, yeah, it's, it's incredible. Like, I mean, to have somebody able to hit those stats that you hit is like, it's amazing for the country. And you certainly put Canada on the map in, in terms of, uh, of, of football. Um, so when you were younger, you went to Germany for two years, you came back and you were kind of playing with Richmond. Um, what, what was it that, that kind of, that when you came back, kind of kicked you on to that next level to hit the MLS? Because obviously Richmond weren't in the MLS. What was it that clicked for you that kind of got you to that next level? Yeah, it was just, um, I, was, I wasn't happy where I was in life. I found myself going back into old um, bad habits. And um, I just wasn't ready to accept that. Um, my teammate at the time that went to Germany with Jason Bent, went to MLS, um, went to Colorado. I, I unfortunately didn't have an opportunity um, that came up. And Richmond came up at a, at, a, at a time where I was in a, in a kind of limbo state. And I said, you know what, for, for, for chits and giggles, I said, okay, you know what, let me just go down there and see what it's like. To be honest, I wasn't really serious. Um, but, man, did it ever work out? I went down there, saw internationals, um, you know, great players, uh, Marco Ferruzzi, um, you know, and Andy Lowe, Jamaican international, Gregory Messam, Jamaican international World Cup players, um, Gary Glasgow, Trinidad international. Um, we had a couple of U.S. internationals. I mean, it was, it was, team was stacked. And I was, I was very, I was very, not only impressed by the level of play, but impressed of how they um, treated me as soon as I came here. It was very professional. And I was like, okay, I definitely think I could use this as a platform to get to the MLS because my goal was always to play at the highest level or to have an opportunity overseas. Um, thankfully, the opportunity in MLS came up, and and I took it. I I, I took it with both hands. 
Oh, you certainly did that. <laughs> you certainly did that. Uh, so, so what was the what was the big difference um, between playing in Germany and the structure that's there, and what the way that the MLS is set up? What did you find with the bigger differences between Europe and North America? Yeah, I mean, at, at that time was was a was, was a big difference, especially where we were in Germany. I mean, where we were with I was with a team that you know we would train the morning of our games. Um, we would train two, sometimes three times a day. Um, it was it was very intense, um, and you it, it, it's cultural, right? I mean, in Europe, it's very cultural. Everybody knows who you are, the, the, from the oldest person to the youngest person. They 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 love it. They that's they look forward to those weekends uh, of playing, and that culture wasn't there in in in, in America at the time. Um, but you know, in a small city of Richmond, that's all they had at the time. So it was actually a we, we had a decent crowd, a decent turnout because of all the buzz with all of us uh, players playing on the team. Um, but, you know, I think, I think the, the difference, the biggest difference was the, the culture and, and the intensity of, of, of every training session, every, every um, the environment that they create over there, the fans, they eat, sleep, breathe football. So uh, for yourself, um, like, so, so right now, like you have your academy, uh, how's that working out through the whole COVID thing? And what kind of lessons can you, can you teach these kids coming through of how to stick with, with, with football? And, not, and obviously football gives you a lot of knockbacks, right? So um, what, what was the kind of message that you kind of give to the kids coming through? Yeah, I mean, I think the biggest message right now to, to the youth is I know it's a difficult time um, we're all facing, especially our youth. And I think as elders, as, as leaders, we got to be very paying close attention to our kids and, and, and the kids in our community um, because they don't really have a lot of outlets to channel their energy. But all, all I can say is to the kids right now is, is to stay focused, stay active. Um, I've been fortunate to partner with um, – um, uh, 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 another player from my community of Scarborough who, and we create a kick deck uh, for kids oh. four, yeah, four and up and it's an interactive tool that kids could do exercises and drills while they're at home keep them engaged keep them you know challenge other kids in other countries and stuff like that so uh, you can check it out kickdeck.com and um, we created it's perfect for this for this um, this this climate that we're in right now. But I think the main thing is just stay active, stay focused, and, and realize that now's a time where you could actually get the competitive edge over you know someone that's maybe not staying as active. Uh, hopefully, this this um, ends soon for everyone's sake. Um, but I think a lot of attention needs to be paid to towards um, the mental health aspect because a lot of kids are they do use sports as I use sports as a huge outlet to release a lot of my frustration, stress, anger, and a lot of these kids don't have these outlets. So I encourage you guys to get a kick deck. I encourage you guys to stay active and and stay focused on your dream, even though it's a challenging time. Um, but now's the time where you got to keep maintain your push ups, your sit ups. There's a lot of um, things you could do within the house in a small space. I grew up um, five of us in a one bedroom apartment, and we we figured out. We, yeah, we made it work. So, um, just keep the ball your feet. Yeah, we, we actually have a there, there's a, a guy here in the city, a young kid called uh, Jack Murray, and he's an ambassador for Kick Deck. Um, and I've seen his videos, and it looks incredible. So, uh, as you said, anything that can, keeps kids occupied, <laughs> I'm sure the parents will love you for anyway. So, um, yes. So, so, so here in Canada, obviously, like we have the the Canadian League kind of kicked off, the Canadian Premier League kicked off last year, and 
um, Jimmy Brennan's involved, the next team at yours, and Paz out in, in Pacific. Is, is it, it, would the Canadian Premier League be something that you would be interested in yourself in terms of like a coaching or maybe getting involved at a, um, like a, a, a kind of a front office kind of role? Yeah, I mean, both are, both are interesting. I mean, um, as of right now, no, because um, my focus is with my own kids right now and, and, and getting my academy going, and, and that requires a lot of my time, energy, and effort. Um, I, have, I have two, three young aspiring footballers on my hands, um, one with uh, TFC, one was with NYCFC, and now he's back due to COVID, um, back potentially going to be with TFC. So a lot of that focus has been on them. And, you know, I got to be mindful of the, 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 the demand that comes with coaching. It's a lot of time um, restraints. But um, it's something that I can see myself doing in the future, um, even potentially a Canadian national team opportunity where it's, a, where it's not so demanding on, uh, on the time. And, you know, I've always had a dream of, of, you know, helping Canada make it to the World Cup. Hopefully we do it before I, I get that opportunity. But, you know, coaching is always something that I'm very interested in. I coach for my academy. Um, it's something that is Dero United Football Academy is a platform where kids that want to take their game to the next level. And I try to give them all the tools that I have used and learned along my journey in football and, and try to give it to, to, to the youth that are a part of my program. Um, have you been impressed with the way that the CPL has kind of set itself up and um, kind of it's allowing like kind of the, the younger kind of kids to have a platform in Canada to play rather than having to try and mill around down in the States? 100%. I think you, 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 you nailed it with that, with, with, with platform. It, it's, it's, that's exactly what it is. It's a great platform where kids could showcase their talent. Um, I believe we have a lot of talents um, throughout Canada, untapped talent, kids in, 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 in Nova Scotia, kids in, uh, all over that, that aren't um, able to be seen or don't have the avenues to be seen. And with the CPL, um, we bridge that gap a lot more to have these kids the opportunity to showcase their talents, play at a good level, train in a, a professional environment. And um, I think it's a fantastic um, – I wish they had it when I was younger. Um, <laughs> the Toronto Lynx. Um, but in order for us to take this game serious, we need to invest into um, upgrading our league and, we, and, and building more soccer-specific stadiums, building more soccer-specific spaces um, throughout Canada. And hopefully with 2026 on the horizon, we'll start to see more of that manifestation unfold. So for yourself, obviously, you got to come back to, to Canada and play for your home team town, like Toronto SC. What was that like being a part of uh, an MLS team in, in Canada? Uh, it, it was a dream come true for me. I mean, watching it uh, in 2007 in the inaugural season and watching the, when, the, when they threw the seats, the fans threw the seats on there, it didn't surprise me. Um, I think MLSC done a, done a great job in terms of in terms of branding. Made it a Toronto team, a Toronto feel. Um, it, it's, it, the colors are very Canadian. Um, and I think uh, they've done a fantastic job on that side and putting together a great product. And when I first saw it in 2007, I knew it was a matter of time until um, I joined my hometown. And that's every kid's dream to play, to play football in their home city. And to have the opportunity to, to retire in my hometown was, was even that much more special. So what was it like having like the, I'm sure the, the family all came down like to, to watch you play in Toronto. What was that like actually being able to have the family down to see you play a pro game in Toronto? 
a nightmare. Because <laughs> I... <laughs> Tickets, tickets, tickets. <laughs> Trying to figure out how to, how to get all these tickets to all my family members. And now family members I didn't even know existed became family members all of a sudden. I needed tickets. So that part, that part was that. <laughs> but, you know, in all funny society, I mean, it, 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 it was great. It was great. You know what I mean? The, you know, the, the you know, to have, to, to have, my family and my community be able to see me firsthand now embrace me but it also it 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 put me in a different um i think it put me in a different um view because uh, they always see me one way but they never see me in, in the professional realm and i think when i was here they realized how serious i, I took my sport um they thought maybe i was going to be here and hanging out with them and my friends but um that wasn't me i was here I was focused on helping TFC win a championship, which I'm very proud that I was able to be a part of that team to help TFC win their first championship uh, when the Neutralite Cup and went back to back. And that was my, that's always been my goal is to, is to win at all, at all costs. And that requires time, sacrifice, commitment, and hard work. And, and, you know, I couldn't be here and just idling with my, my family and reminiscing about the great days in San Jose and Houston and Germany throughout my career. I had to come here and do the business because that's what the fans wanted and that's what I wanted. And, um, and that's what I wanted from, from the club as well. And, and I was very vocal on that and took, uh, took a lot of, I took the, 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 the front position, which I'm, which I'm always in the forefront um, fighting for this sport and the growth of the sport and development of the sport uh, for the better of, of the sport and the youth um, growing up in the sport. So, uh, did you get do you get like cards and presents every Christmas from these two hundred cousins that you have now? <laughs> no, no yeah. I didn't think so. It comes in the territory. It's, it, it just comes in the whole of Scarborough. You know, all of a sudden, you know, like I said, second cousin. I think we're third cousins. The people are like digging, like my my aunts, uncles, cousins, grandfathers related to your mom's dad's brother. <laughs> A few. I'm like, oh, all right. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, just uh, obviously, you're a, a Canadian national team legend as well. You're the record goal scorer. But looking at, obviously, we've got Alfonso Davis and Jonathan David and stuff like that. How impressed are you with this current crop of players? And um, do you think that they will be ready for 2026? Um, do I, uh, that's a that's a tough that's a tough one because. You know, I mean, as, as, as our young players are getting better, so is everybody else. You know, so is Costa Rica, so is Mexico, so is all these other countries, you know. Um, it's, it's amazing to see now the, um, the landscape of qualifiers. Man, I wish I played some of these games and rack up some, some more goals. But, you know, it's, it's, uh, it's unfortunately, when we were, unfortunately when we were growing up, we didn't have um, – you know, we didn't have that first round of qualifiers kind of, you know, against like, you know, Suriname. I think well, we have Suriname, Dominica. And, um, you know, I mean, these are great warm-up games. We can use these games as, as, as warm-up games on top of the World Cup friendlies um, before that. So I, I, I would only hope it'll get us more prepared um, as we start to get into the, the bigger round, um, expecting that we should pass that group easily. Um, but again, we cannot take these these smaller countries lightly because it's not easy to play in a lot of these environments. It's not what um, Alfonso Davies or any any of those players actually, in fact, are used to playing in front of. 
You know, the fans are very aggressive. They do anything to intimidate you. Um, the calls aren't going to go your way. So mentally, it's how we deal with that pressure and overcome that pressure as a team and as a unit. Yeah, like I, I know there's always the stories down in Mexico where the fans keep all the players uh, up at night before a big game and, and all that kind of stuff. So it's definitely like a lot of pressure. Well, that's, that's not just Mexico. That's Panama. That's Costa Rica. That's Honduras. That's Guatemala and El Salvador, Jamaica. I mean, here you get arrested if you did that stuff. Yeah, you know, uh, and that's what I'm saying. It's just the, that cultural difference that you know where you go there, you know you're not welcome. Like even when you go to the stadium, you know, they don't give you, you know, it's just that, it's just that, that mental aspect of the game that, you know, um, that that's going to be the real test. I, I know we only have a short time. So um, just uh, for yourself, uh, if just a kind of a, a quirky question. So you're going to play in a five or so tournament uh, from the players that you've played with. Who's on your team? <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> Who's on my team from the players I play with? Wow, only a five aside. Only a five aside, my friend. I, I, do you know what we do? We, we like to well, uh, we, we like to upset people on the show. So <laughs> that is what you're gonna do. Yeah. You're gonna leave out a lot of people. So. <laughs> yeah. Well, um, Thierry Henry would definitely be on there. Uh, Rafa Marquez would be on there. Julian de Guzman would be on there. How much is that? That's that's Trey. Already, come on, man! You I gotta pick a goalie. You don't have to pick a goalie. <laughs> a lot of people don't. <laughs> um, you're doing well so far, to be honest. <laughs> man, it's 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 it's. Difficult. You can include yourself too, right? Yeah, well, I hope I'm on the team. But I can't, I can't. I'll be the coach. I'll be the coach. <laughs> uh, you know, you got. Jeez, uh, man, Landon Donovan. Um, Jermaine Defoe, just Brian Ching, Ricardo Clark. I mean, I, I, <laughs> <laughs> um, it's that's a crazy list of people you played with. In fairness to you, I wouldn't be able to picture that either. So, <laughs> yeah, that's, that's difficult, man. Because you know the thing is, everybody brings different qualities. So when I when you ask questions like that, I I think of like everybody's qualities is kind of oh yeah come, come to. Yeah, that's just crazy. Like we've had some like crazy teams, but I must say that's a pretty impressive list you got there. Jeez, <laughs> just like it's just like, all you need is just, you just have five goal machines. You don't need defenders, man. It's like you know, I'm guns blazing. It's like you know, go hard or go home. <laughs> and then the the last question I have for you then is what's what's your uh, favorite pair of boots you've ever owned? That could be a sponsorship problem. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Dwayne DeRosario loses a sponsorship deal because of Down the yeah. Podcast. <laughs> I don't know how to lie. So that's a problem too. I don't know how to be the yes man. So that's another problem. So I'll just, I'll just not answer that question. Is that okay? <laughs> that's fine. It's fine. And is there any uh, particular uh, goal that sticks out in your memory that you're like, that's the one that was like my favorite. Um, well, I would say my, 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 um, my first national team goal um, at 17, that for me, I think was, was something special, something that, you know, every kid desires to play with your national team. Um, it was the confidence that I needed to help boost me 
um, for the rest of my career to, to know that I could accomplish that and, and play at that level and set me out for the rest, rest of my career. And obviously, you know, my, my cup, my MLS cup winning goals are, are, are special. And, um, every, every goal I score for, for Canada is, is special because, um, it was it was all it was always an honor when I wore that jersey and and knowing that I'm making my fellow Canadians proud. You you certainly did that, my friend. I really appreciate you taking the time out of your hectic schedule to have a chat with me. Um, so, how can people find your academy online, and where can they find Kick Deck again? My well, my Deer United Football Academy is DeerUnited.com. Um, I have my foundation, which we support um, inner city kids through our after school programs. That's zerofoundation.com. Um, a great tool for an effective uh, training deck of cards uh, with kickdeck.com, as well as I'm coming up with my, my book, um, oh, nice. which is Zero the, the Life. Um, and also I got my, my own headphones um, that's out as well. And you can catch all that on DwayneDeerazero.com duendezero14.com and, and find out all the stuff, all things Dero. I'm on Instagram, Dwayne Dero. Um, on Facebook, Dwayne Dero So any of those social apps, you can find me, hit me up and um, I'll try to try to be as, as accommodating as possible to, to, to everyone. And, you know, it's, it's just, um, it's just a great time to be, to be Canadian with, with the CPL, with, with MLS, with, with um, the World Cup on the horizon. And I truly believe that this will be one of the biggest sport, if not the biggest sport in Canada. Yeah, big time. And that's what that's every little thing helps us to get there. Right. And um, it's, it's an exciting time to be here in Canada and watch the, the, the sport grow. It's like I was, when I came here 10 years ago, it definitely wasn't the way it is now. So it's, it's been great. It's helped me out, <laughs> helped me settle in here for people to like football too. So um, we, I really appreciate yeah. everything you've done for the game. And hopefully I'll get like a signed copy of the book. I'll, I'll, I'll pay for, of course, but um, I appreciate that. Dwayne, thank you so much, man. It's been a huge honor. Thank you. And all the best to you guys in Nova Scotia, right? Yeah. Nova Scotia. Um, take care. Uh, wish you guys all the best and kids stay active. Keep going after your dream. Keep believing in yourself. And one day you could be living it. So take care. Thank you, buddy. Nice to meet you. Pleasure. Merry Christmas. Take care. to the Down the Pub podcast, recorded in Halifax, Nova Scotia. Head to downthepub.ca to subscribe so you never miss an episode. Until next time, cheers. Cheers.